Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Red Men podcast. Today I'm joined by Steve Horton by Ross Chanley for this one. Loads to discuss today. Obviously you saw a beautiful thumbnail there of um, Anfield under the lights, Champions League logo. And I think that's what everyone's sort of excited to see and, and talk about today. Um, we will be talking about AC Milan as well, of course. Uh, we'll be talking about Salarent and the 100 Club, Harvey Elliott. Uh, and looking ahead at the next six fixtures for Liverpool and their title run. Rivals. Um, but before we get into it, I do have a kick-off question, and it comes from Curtis Beggs on Twitter. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to ask the question regardless. Let me know your thoughts in the comments section below. Of course, we'll read out some of the best ones, uh, i.e., the ones that agree with us. Uh, you have a choice between the guaranteed signing of Kylian Mbappe or Jurgen Klopp agreeing a five-year extension on his current deal. Whatever you pick means the other will never happen. Which one do you choose, Mr. Steele? It's Klopp for me. Like, it's a no-brainer. I mean, listen, I'm obviously a huge Mbappé fan. He'd be amazing if Mbappé signed for Liverpool. I'd like Mbappé to sign for Klopp. <laughs> uh, but yeah, give me five years of Jürgen Klopp and, and let him do a rebuild because it's going to be it's coming soon. It's not yet. It's probably a year or two left in this team and then there's one coming. And I, I, don't, I can't think of anyone better to, to do it than him. Um, I think that's the hardest thing in management, just the, the rebuild of a of a top team. It's what made Ferguson just the best. He did three or four, he, of them, he, didn't he? he? Yeah, he, cause probably probably more, you know. And that's really hard. Every, lots of people have failed at it. Even the greatest managers, Arsene Wenger failed it. He did it once, one half times maybe, and then that was him. Jose Mourinho couldn't do it at Chelsea. He had his team, and that was it. It was gone. Um, Pep Guardiola, we, he hasn't had to do it yet. He's he's probably he's coming up to Jurgen Klopp's point where he's probably going to have to do it. It's, it's really tough, so I, I can't think of a, another person I want to take Liverpool into the next five years than Jürgen. So, reluctantly, as much as I'd love to have Kylian Mbappe up front for Liverpool, I'll stick And there's always there. other strikers out there as well, isn't there? Ellen Haaland. Exactly, Ellen I mean, get Jürgen in, get Haaland. I mean, Ross, why, why is the right answer Kylian Mbappe? It's not. <laughs> it's just, it's just not. It's it. I'm saying the same as I absolutely love Kylian Mbappe, but if you're going to twist my arm, I'd take Jürgen Klopp and Haaland, if, if you're asking. But mm. for all the reasons that Steve said there, if, I don't think you just said it there. It's, I think it's easier to go and get 
take that lightly, another striker than it is to replace Jurgen Klopp. What's, 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 what's going to be harder? And I, I mean, let's be honest, and, and Bilal uh, LFC uh, says that you can produce an Mbappe-type player, Jurgen, and that's it, isn't it? What we've seen, and me and Paul were having a discussion a couple of weeks ago, is about like £40 million players. Well, we've seen Jota been brought in for 40 we brought Mo Salah in for less than 40 we brought Sadio Mane in for less than 40 It's true, we, we brought them all, all our front three, and for me, no, all cost less than £40 million. Mm-hmm. Or they are thereabouts with Jota, you know, and we've got at least £150 million player in Mo Salah there. Mane's probably not far off £100 million. Firmino obviously increased his worth. Jota, £60, £70, £80 million player now. Jürgen can do that with players each and every time he takes them on. Yeah, and it's that it's not even just the, the players and the team that build, it's the ethos and what he's, what he's done to this club and, the, you know, the... the the relationship between us as fans and, and what he's done, like I'm, I fear that when he when he goes, I, there was someone on there. Um, was it a show we did on Monday and someone kept asking? Oh, was it? No, it was a watch along that we were doing the other day, and someone kept asking the question. I think it was Trick Josh actually. Was, going, yeah. um, you know what? When Cock goes, and every time I hear that, my stomach just goes like sick because I don't want that to happen. Whereas if we miss out on Mbappe, I don't have that that same feeling. Like I'd love him. He's, he's a world class player. I'm sure we'll have the conversation of what happens with Salah's contract for in a couple of weeks. You know, does he need replacing? Do we need another global superstar on the team? I think that's a separate conversation. But for me, I just don't. I just don't think he can replace Jurgen Klopp. Did anyone watch uh, Monday Night Football last night? Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the uh, Gary Neville and the um, Jamie Carragher thing about the greatest player of all time? Yeah, that's the best. Where did you fall down on that thing? I think Leo Messi is the best player of all time. I think it's. I what I don't get is. I don't think it's mental when people say Ronaldo. Like, you'll get people who are, who are on one side of the fence or the other, and they are incredulous at the other one. You, I can't believe you're saying Cristiano Ronaldo isn't the best over at Messi. I, I'll always go Messi. I think he's the best best player I've ever seen. I actually think there is a bit of a gap. But, like, Cristiano Ronaldo's a crap, is it? You know what I mean? And that's, that's the thing. I think this the whole debate, and, and it'll happen again. It'll be soon. It'll be and it'll be Mbappe and Haaland, and that's coming in five years' time. It's who, who's better, who's better. Well, might have been a bit for Liverpool, though. Yeah, yeah, Harlem, when he's from for the Reds, that's, that's the answer. But, like, great players are great players, and that's kind of where I'm at with, with Ross said before, is that I can't think of a... Listen, top managers would want to come to Liverpool. If Jürgen left tomorrow, there'd be a queue of them. Don't get me wrong, but none of him. There's no one... It's, there's not him. Whereas Mbappe doesn't come, like you say, Harlem's the one who just springs to mind. But there are other world-class forwards and world-class strikers. I think... Like, Steven Gerrard's going to be our next manager. So it's basically, do you want Gerrard and Mbappe or do you want Klopp and to carry on? And so for me, that, that's why I'm saying... I think, I, I think it's easy as well. I agree with you, lads. I think it's Jürgen all day, every day. I think you would never... I would never preference a player over a manager anyway. The players are important, obviously, but you get the manager right and you get the players right off the back of it. You can have great players and, and not a good manager and you still might not win the league. And that's kind of what would, it boils down. Would you like. rather have kept Luis Suarez or Brendan Rodgers? Luis Suarez, because I didn't think Brendan Rodgers was a great manager. Okay, um, but if the choice was between a great manager and a great player, I'd always yeah. probably go the great manager because you, you kind of trust them to be able to do their job. Um Okay, so we've got a big Champions League game, but before we dive into Liverpool versus AC Milan, uh, take a little look. We've not got loads of these books left, so you need to get one for Christmas or a present for somebody or something. I know it's early. I can't believe I just said it myself, to be perfectly honest with you. Now is the time. Check out our Jordan Henderson 10 Years of Red bookazine right now. 
Yeah, so get that at redmenmerch.com. As I say, there's not loads of those left. So if you want to get one for somebody who's dear to you at Christmas or you just want to get it for yourself because you deserve a little prize slash present, then do that, redmenmerch.com. Uh, we're going to talk about the Champions League being back at Anfield first and foremost. Liverpool Wednesday evening, Steve. Um, we've not played them since the Champions League final. In fact, we've only played them twice in our history and they were both Champions League finals. I started the Untented Match build-up show with Revenge Mission. <laughs> Do you think it could possibly be that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was 14 years ago. It's a long time, isn't it? It's, no. Yeah. It's a long time ago. I, I had there then, I think. Um, it's, it's it's not. But it, I think for us it is a little bit. But to be honest, everyone kind of forgets 07. It's kind of like... But my point after, after this, Steve, was... It's not for the players, but the fans it will be. Yeah, be, uh, you say that, but again, no one really talks about 07. It's like the instant that never happened. Like, it didn't happen. It's we fine. should have won it that year. We, we were better than we was a couple of years ago. It's, it, it, it is what it is. I don't think so. I think there's going to be a lot of Istanbul and a lot of, of Athens kind of talk around it. But, yeah, for me, no. Uh, I, I, when I think of AC Milan, I never think of 07. I just think of 05, and that's where we're at. So, yeah, for me, it's not. But what I would say is that it's a big game. Like, you know... Sometimes the Champions League group stages and with not, like Man United are playing this afternoon and they play against young boys, for example, like that could be that could be a Europa League game when you think of Champions League games. Why are you laughing at young boys? Stop it! But <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying then. But you know, you looked at me because I, I knew yeah. you'd be laughing. Where yeah. we play at the Wankdorf as well. I know. <laughs> I can't believe that they, they they love it. But like, <laughs> I know AC Milan have been a bit rubbish in a few years, but they are they're on the way back. It looks like they're on the way back. So AC Milan v Liverpool is a proper Champions League game. You know, our group that we've got, we've got a, a tough group. So and it's a big game, especially I think. To get out of this group, I think like maximum points at home might be needed. I think it's going to be really tough to get much away. So, so I think it's a big game for the Pulledi. It's a really important one. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right, since we did the, the build-up show yesterday, have you have any more thoughts around the game, what you think it might be like? Have you, have you changed your mind at all on what um, you think yeah, no, I, I read do? some of the comments yesterday, actually. Um, and there's a couple of people that were kind of trying to give some insight into AC Milan. There's a piece out on the website that some did a, a preview had gotten. There's some players I just didn't re- realise that they kind of had. I think Tenali's in there tomorrow, who we, we talked about yesterday and stuff like that. So I, you know, probably do better with my job, but I had no perception of who they were and what they were. I you know, didn't really do any research on, on, on the team, but now I'm starting to get an idea of, like, like C says, maybe it's, I never thought it was going to be easy, but also, like I said to you yesterday, when I hear AC Milan, I still think of. That team in the north, yeah, it's that's that's too. I think they are. So um, there's no room for complacency. I, I agree with Steve, and I like what I said yesterday. Of you know, three points in, in every home game for me, and it's important to get out to a good start. If you can tee yourself up to a position where you've got, you can afford to take one point from your away games. I think. I think we always tend to think we can just go and win them all. We can't. We've got a really tough group and a poor, so you've got a decent record against. But I'm still not taking that as three points. Either way, because you know, you talk about revenge tour from 40, 14 years ago. I'm sure they want to give us a bit of payback as well. We've got a recent, decent, recent history with Atletico Madrid. Um, so you know, there's no easy games in this. I'd, I'd like to a point where when I'm going to talk about upcoming games, but to have like a, a Michelin scenario where you can it's, it's a dead rubber to us as fans where you can play Josh when you get injured, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, yeah, I'm not over. Not that. that. Don't start me. Not, not that. I knew he'd be angry. Yeah, yeah. I but, knew he'd still be angry. You know, it just gives you give yourself some room for manoeuvre when you're coming up to fixtures, and you, and you can us as fans can be a bit more relaxed and, and clock and go. Actually, well, 
someone's come back from an injury or international duty or you've got some, you know, Curtis Jones or maybe Harvey Elliott's coming back from an injury at some stage there where you can get minutes and you can build your squad and prepare them for further fixtures down the line. It was the ideal scenario, wasn't it? That's it. Like, I mean, Steve, we've kind of backed ourselves into a corner squad-wise anyway, haven't we, I suppose, this season? We do have strength and depth in certain positions, but with Bobby being out injured now and the lack of signings in the transfer window, the front three spaces, realistically, there's not, a lot of depth there. Um, you know, Tacky was a bit of a doubt, wasn't he, at the weekend? Um, we know Ox is probably okay, he'll be sound. He obviously came on at the weekend and stuff. Other than that, there's not much no, up no. front if you wanted to rest a Salah, a Mane, or a, a Jota. Yeah, no, I don't think he would anyway. Jürgen doesn't, if anything, he would rest in the league. I think he likes, he, he tends to go with his big guns in the Champions League. Um, and might rest one or two in, in the league anyway. And he hasn't done that. He hasn't really had a chance. Like I say, we are. We should have signed the forward. I think it's a no-brainer. We didn't. We've got one injury and already you're looking at it. Well, one half injury. Is, he doesn't fancy Rig. He can't even get on the bench. And already you're looking at it going, here we go again. We're flogging these three lads for a bit. And how is that our, our plan on this? Because we can't rush Bobby back. Hamstrings. It, it, it takes as long as it takes. So at some point, we're going to see Oxley chamber on the front. I don't know when we're going to see that. It might be Palace at home. That's when mm. he might go for it. Because that's where we're at. We shouldn't be in this position, but we are. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm convinced his first group game, he'd go as strong as he can. I don't think he would make changes anyway. Obviously, one's going to be enforced in midfield with Harvey Elliott, and I'm pretty sure that just means Jordan Henderson plays. So when we were talking yesterday, we were thinking, like, you know, there's a good chance that Costas could play. Are you, no, are you not feeling not in, that at all? Not in the Champions League. I don't, not first game in the Champions League. I think it, it, it's imperative he wins. Like, a loss in that first game, it just sets you home. back. At home, it just sets you back so much. It means that... You're gonna to have to go somewhere and get. You're gonna to have to win in Atletico or win in in, in Milan, probably. It, and we know Atletico is gonna be difficult at Anfield or away. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not gonna change the way they play, are they? They're not asked. They'll be what they are. What they've always been under Simeone. So yeah, I think he goes full strength. If if he makes any changes, it'll be Palace at home three o'clock on a Saturday at Anfield. That's when you might see one or two. Like I say, Chamberlain might get a start or, or whatever. Or Minamino's fit and he comes back in. I think I think he picks the same ten with Anderson. Just in for, for Harvey Elliott. Do you think, Ross, that that's our best midfield? 100%, yeah. Um, you know, we spoke about the, how they complement each other. I think we saw from Fabinho how, how good he is, and we're talking about players being underrated. I think Fabinho may have gone under the radar slightly what he brings to the side. You know, we picked up on his positioning of, of, of what he does, of sticking his legs out and, and breaking up play, but then he's allowing Thiago to do what he what he couldn't do last season and, and you know, not drag people to the floor and get yellow cards after two minutes. So, yeah, I think I know you've got the press and Jordan Henderson, so I think each of them have got their own major strength, which just complement each other really well. Harvey Elliott was doing a really good job as well, a compliment that I'm field, but I think going through the bigger games and what Liverpool do, I think that's 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 our strongest. Can you one. see one change of maybe if from Thiago or Fabinho, anybody? Because the obviously only, it's Thiago's first start just a few days yeah. ago. Yeah, I think the only person you have the conversation with is probably Navigator yeah. in there. Um, you know and again, this comes down to I'm not sure how eighteen line kind of set up if they're gonna kind of if it, if a draw is good for them, do you need someone who can break up the play a little bit? I know Thiago can do that with his with his passing, but Cater's got that, you know, drop the shoulder, step over, cheeky little pass, you know, he's got that creativity that, that, that we need from that midfield to kind of break teams down, but also if the space is open for him to play, then he can he can be successful in that as well. So I wouldn't have any arguments if he started, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard, and we're not privy to how fit they are and where, what levels they're at, but I think he would go the opposite way. I think he would start his team, then he'd have to take people off. Because we've got five subs, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's when you start thinking, that's when you see Kaita comes on after an hour or, or whatever. I think that's a more likely. 
And then, like I say, I think I, I, I'd be shocked actually if Kaita doesn't start at Palace at home. I think that's what, I think he's, he's already penciled in for that game alongside maybe Henderson and maybe Fabinho or something like that. I just think, like I say, I, I just can't see him. Jürgen always picks his best team in the Champions League. I remember like we we had to be, I mean, we had to beat Sparta of Moscow. I think in the end we smashed them seven 0 And there was talk like one or two refs got big games. And he just picks his best team. He's done it in the qualifiers against Hoffenheim all those years ago. He just picks his best team all the time. That was the last year Fulham when he rested half his team because we had the Champions League game a few days later. I think that I think that's what he always. Does. I, I think got, that there's a reason. Sorry, mate. I think yeah. there's a sort of reason for that. Is I think he knows the sides in the Premier League better. So I think when you are planning for a game against a team you've not played before, a manager I don't think he's ever come up against before, in a, from a league that you don't play teams from very often, it's easier to go. Well, I know what Palace are about. I can pick. I can confidently, I think, pick a side that's going to be Crystal Palace with lads from the squad. Yeah. Whereas I think it's difficult. You want you want your best players because millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In those situations, they've been there before. When when the unknown's happening in a game, you want your Hendersons, you want your Fabinho's, your Virgil van Dijk's to be able to play their way through the game, understand what's happening in-game, so that you're not managing as much in that first half or, or throughout the game. I think there'll be a little bit of rotation for Crystal Palace, but I think it's still be relatively strong, because bearing in mind is Norwich in the Carabao Cup in the midweek the week after. I think that's when you make wholesale yeah, changes. Not... Go, go strong for AC, man. Go strong for, for Crystal Palace. Get the points on the board in, in both, both competitions. And then when you get to Norwich, just... What he normally doesn't in the Carabao Cup, not, not that he doesn't give a shit, he manages his squad yeah. and go, actually, Curtis Jones, you can play, James Milner, you can play, Costas, Cater, all these people that he gains time, Gomez and Canate probably in, in there as well. If they get 10, 15 minutes in either Palace or AC Milan, they were talking about building blocks for them. I think it's, it's yeah. teed up really nicely for I think us. the knowledge game, if you, if you plan the week, 
is the spanner in the works because if you want to make one or two changes for Palace, you might be asking someone to go Saturday, Tuesday who hasn't played any footy yet. So, like, for example, it's different with Shimakas because he's, he's got games under his belt. But say Neko Williams has another kick. If you want him to play at Norwich, can you then play him at Palace as well? Two days rest in the middle and then a trip down to the arse end of nowhere where Norwich is. You know, that, that's the thing. So, I think, like, like Ross says, I think that's a fair point is that you might just see him go like strong, relatively strong pass and then. 11 changes to like most Salah doesn't even get on the bus to go to Norwich you know and just as a, as that's the other off. thing as well when you talk about the right back Steve you know luckily for us Trent didn't play in that final England game at all Yeah. so him to then go 1-2 Norwich off it's fine it's fine isn't it yeah. whereas yeah someone who maybe played midweek like an Andy Robertson then going dun 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 that gets, that gets a bit silly but I think Gareth's done us a bit of a favour there by not playing Henderson and Trent Alexander-Arnold in is the it, second is game it, Is it Brentford the, the Sunday after that as well? So we're going to go through oh, okay, all so. the fixtures now so you should be able to see them on your screen now so I've got Liverpool's over on the right hand side there we obviously start with AC Milan we've got Crystal Palace after that Norwich away in the League Cup Brentford uh, away in the Premier League Porto midweek tie in the Champions League away from home and then we've got the big one from the six games which is Liverpool versus Manchester City so you can see there I mean AC Palace Norwich in the Cup Brentford Porto City for me this six weeks is all building up to City and it's how you manage that squad isn't it Ross and get them in the best position not to, to not to dismiss the other sides in any way shape or form you've got to put out a side that can beat each one of them but your squad's got to be in the best possible position for City yeah um and I think they will be. I think we start to see more rotation after this international break when it starts coming towards you know Christmas and New Year, and they start getting three games. We get you know every week, but I think we're quite lucky after the city. There's another another international break. You know, we, I know that's you've got to be careful in that sense as well because you don't want your players going to international break tired and then coming back even worse than they are. But it's about getting points on the board. The, the, t- the title or the table, sorry, is, is relatively close as it is. If you can get margins before that break for your confidence and for you know mentality and morale, I think it, it's it's mighty important. And like I said, the city game even now is is huge already. So you know you can have six points on the board in the Champions League and you you're in a conversation still of you're being top of the table. Then that's where Liverpool should think, be. And I think that's why you go really strong for AC Milan because then it, it gives you a little bit of manoeuvre. Porto away a few days before yeah. City. If you get beat by Milan, you probably got to pick your best team in Porto because yes. you can't start the group. On one point from two games or or zero points. Whereas if you if you win at a Palace and then you listen, a, a slightly changed Liverpool team isn't that weak. You know what I mean? It's, it's still a good team. It still can win in Porto. But if you if you make one or two changes and you get a draw in Porto, or even lose at the end of the world. But if you lose to AC Milan and then you you, you can't do that and then you then you are you going strong 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 international break. God knows what happens. I think it's that's why I think it is a big game. Like I say. I don't, I don't think Klopp looks at it like we are. No. I genuinely think he is just next game, next game. And, and here's who's fit, here's who we've got, here's, here's who needs to rest. Like he knows Norwich, no one's playing. He's not, he's, that's boxed off. But I don't think, he, he, I think he wouldn't know his Palace team now or like what changes he would like to make. Yeah, he's got to have to speak to the sports scientists yeah. and the physios and see how, uh, if there's, because players always pick up knocks that's the thing. every game. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Someone's going to have something. I, I think we could, we will or hopefully see a rig at some point. I mean, hopefully in the sense of Helping the other three out, you know, because it's fine going all they can play, you know, they can play three games. Obviously, I think you'll play Norwich, but also, like, he never even made the bench at the weekend, which is, you know, what I wasn't very happy about. But Dan Kelly, it was quite funny. It's like the people that are raging that he's not there will be raging if he was on the bench because they're not a fan of him. But I think 
A, you can't pay someone to, to not not play, which was my argument for not for buying someone in, in a transfer window. But also, say the Champions League, as you mentioned before, there's loads of substitutes. If we're in a position where we're say two three nil up, if you can buy 10, 15 minutes off off a Jota to have give him a rest for the next game or a Salah or a Mane, not that Salah or Mane necessarily need it or Jota to be fair. But if he he's a squad player for for a reason, you, you've got to use him. And th- and that's why this AC Milan game for me is great that it's at home for this one and the fact that I'm coupling that with the fact that you get five subs because if the crowd are up for it, which I'm sure we will be, you know, being a first Champions League game back under the lights at Anfield, a big side as well in AC Milan, not some minnow from around Europe then you can almost use that to go go out hard, go out fast and make sure we get to use all of our five subs because it's on you guys. Mm-hmm. If you want to rest towards the end of this game, you get up, you get three goals up and I'm going to give you five subs and you get half an hour off at the end of the game. Yeah. Like That's what I'd be telling them, like go out there, win the game and we'll make substitutions. Those squad players, it's an opportunity for them. Like, you know, I'm sure Chamberlain wants to up his, his game time a little bit. Divock Origi, like, oh Christ, I don't know what's going on with at the minute, but he can't be happy with not even making the bench yeah, you know, in some cases, in fact, I think it was a game earlier on in the season where we named two subs, uh, two goalkeepers, sorry, and he never even never even got on. So we, you got some point. Is it twelve subs for the Champions League? Yeah, as well? some, twelve. He's named five. Yeah, something has happened there for with him. There's no way he doesn't make the bench. Like, there's no way you don't want to have a striker on the bench and have like five defenders. We had Ox on the bench thing. Yeah. Came on in the nine. Horrendous. <laughs> he's not a stri- honestly. He's not a striker. I can. But oh. when you when you've got no Bobby, no Taki, and he's still not getting on, that's something. That's, that's what I'm saying. Something's happened. Like. There's no way he doesn't get on the bench. Why? Why do you need all those defenders on the bench and you no, know, not him? It, 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 it. Again, something's happened. I don't know what it is. You it's, fancy Matip in the false nine? I, I, honestly, I just fancy Matip. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so I, I'm with you. Like, if, if he doesn't make the bench for this game, like something's definitely not right. I wonder, like, trying to force him out. He wants to go or something. But for him not to get on the bench, and listen, I'm not a. He is who he is. He's not brilliant. But like you say. We didn't have a striker on the, on the Liverpool Football Club. Did not have a striker on to bring on the other day. That that just can't happen. We, um, we, we, we it's can't win in our own. It's our own fault or whoever's fault. Manager Edwards or FSC, whoever's decided not to buy a forward, whoever or the combination of the three. But yeah, like he, whatever you think of him, he has, he has to be. Yeah, he, he has to be. You can't you can't ask Ox, Alex Oxley Chamberlain to be. You've you've replaced with a three lads up front at once and just it's baffling. I just can't. Yeah, can't those those concerns are easy. If Origi's there and he's having an impact on the on, on the pitch, and but you know we're all questioning. We all wanted to forward. We all wanted the midfield. You know, I think every everyone in the fan base wanted it. But now I'm getting concerned. Like you said, going into a Premier League game, okay, we want it comfortably with not without a recognised striker on the bench. Can you do that between now and Christmas? I'm sure it'd be resolved. Because my argument was. Well, we need to sell Shakiri Origi for the non-homegrown quota. Then I think we'll buy someone. We sold Shakiri, and then we still Origi's not even making the bench, and we're paying someone. And we didn't fill the twenty-five spots anyway. Yeah, but then my argument was, well, Liverpool won't pay someone to not someone they can't register and pay him a wage. But they're effectively doing that now by not not not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. Well, only the fullness of time will be able to tell us what's happening with Origi. And I think Steve's right. If he's not on the bench for this one, then the serious questions to be sort of asked. Um, I did sort of put together a second eleven because I want to talk about the the Premier League and the League Cup and the Champions League fixtures for all of the sort of top four. As it probably is now. Maybe I'm being a bit of a disservice to Leicester. Seems they seem to spend nine. 99% of every season in the top four, just not on the day that it matters. Sorry about that, lads. Um, Kelleher would start in goal. Nico Williams, Joe Gomez, Canati, Shimakash, Jimmy Milner, Ox Cater, Minamino, Ox and Origi. And I think up until... Put Curtis Jones in there. I've, and yeah, you could put yeah. Curtis Jones in Is there as well. If everyone's fit. 
Uh, yeah, if everybody's well, fit. For me, no, Jota need to be in your front three, really. I but I consider them as uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. first teamers. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I'm looking at a purely sort of backups here. Yeah. So yeah. Kurt Jones is certainly one. Nat Phillips, Kay Gordon, Connor Bradley, Owen Beck potentially is the fullbacks, um, which actually might sort out the right back problem if Trent wasn't able to go again. You know, you could maybe bring Connor Bradley in for a game if Nico starts, Crystal Palace, etc., etc. But I don't think it's bad up until the front three positions. I think when you look at it and you go, all right, three from Milner, Ox, Cater, and Kurt Jones is really good. It's one we feel for the last part of the last season. Yeah, you know, know, did it start the first game of the season? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Ox and Cater did, didn't they? Who was with them? Oh, Milner, there yeah. you go. <laughs> okay, so right, we, won a, we won a Premier League game with that midfield three. I, I've got no qualms, really, or problems with the back five. I mean, Nico had a bit of an up-and-down season, but I think he's all right. It's Minamino, Ox and Origi as the backup right now. They're the three positions that I think everybody's a bit like, oh. Everyone's one too high. So Minamino should be fifth option. And I've, prob- and I've got him on the right, by the way, which I'm not sure is his position. Either way, like the front four or the front four, and then there should be another someone, and then it's Minamino and Oxlade-Chamberlain. I, th- that, I think that's where we're missing. Or you sign the superstar and everyone moves down one. Whatever it is, I think a Minamino being five is one, two. He should be number six on that on that ranking. I'm not convinced by him. I'm just not. Hopefully, again, he proves me wrong. And to be fair to him, he's, every time he's played Premier League football, he's done all right for us. Yeah. He was just a, he wasn't great at Southampton. He was, he, he just looked off it. But like I say, players can develop and get better. And, and a year of being around the pool every game might do him favours. I'm pretty sure the only reason he went out on loan last year was so that we could go and get Kabakin again. This homegrown thing, and we were we were struggling at centre half. We had to do something. Um, it, 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 we are where we are. Like I say we are where we are. There's nothing going over it. The the, the the midfield, like I, I never get the squad depth issue with Liverpool. I think people look at it and go, oh my God, you're knackered. It is literally up front and it's one fella. I think we're one short up front. I think we can cope with centre. I mean, we've got four centre-halves. Farton and Phillips is a very good fifth option. Right back, I think, is a worry. I'm not I'm not sure what Neco Williams just yet. Shimakas has proved himself. I'm absolutely I'd rather him. have Nico than a right back in the... Klein, like a Klein. Yeah, yeah. like a Klein yeah. right back. I think he's absolutely serviceable because your team doesn't change too much. You just go a little bit more down the left-hand side than you do the right. He falls short of Trent's success, doesn't he? Because at one point to Trent and goes and wanting to be him. Forget that, you know... If he was a young lad coming yeah. through without Trent ahead of him, yeah. that's your point, Yeah, exactly. It? And he can get better. And, you know, you look at the, the way that we, we can. He used to play, and the client's a good example of that. But I think he's better than John Farnigan than he was. And he nearly won a fucking title with us in, what, 13, 14. He, he was good, so... I think we tend to forget, like Steve says, their players can get better. But also, when you're trying to break into this Liverpool side of the past two, three years, like Nico's tried to do, the standard wasn't what what it was when Trent when Trent broke into the side. It's 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 phenomenal. You've got to be at your your best, world class, or world class to try and try and beat Trent. But your standard is just is, is through the roof. So then your your mistakes are then exposed because we played so well over the past four or five years. So I think he gets a, an unfair amount of stick. I think Nico would have ousted Nathaniel Klein. If Trent never came through it right back. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. I think, again, I, the squad depth issue for me, I, I think it's nonsense to an extent. I think it's literally one, maybe. I thought it was two because midfield. But Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott boxed off. And you can't legislate for what happened. Like, you got you, you can you can legislate that you were going to lose one. And, st- and we've still got six left. So, like, how many do you need? You can't have, like, 20 midfielders, like, knocking around the place, just doing nothing. Just being difficult in the stands. You just can't have that. So I get that bit. I, I, we are up front is the is the one where you think you probably like Minamino shouldn't be where he is in the rank. And you know, I always think, and again, 
but then that's up to him to be better and it's up to Regi to be better like there's a reason you're not getting picked there's obviously something that you're doing you're not you're, you're either crap or you're not applying it's I know, I, and I think in Jürgen's in Jürgen's defence here Bobby's normally and Mane and Salah such fucking words are pretty much bulletproof for the most part I know Firmino's out at the moment like but if you just rotate on one of them yeah. every week you're probably fine so you, the idea that you need six for those vigilant. yeah <laughs> you, the idea you need six for those three is a bit of a fallacy as well because you, you probably need five yeah four or a minimum fives you're probably your sweet spot isn't yeah. it where you can make a couple of changes I, and throw someone in for just the odd game it all boxes yeah. itself off yeah. if Minamino's good yeah if yeah. Minamino comes in and is good then you then it's fine but I think that I think the same applies to midfield because I agree with you on paper and you can look at the numbers and the positions and the, and the quality of player but I think this, the concerns are injury yeah exactly Cater Ox a 36-year-old James Milner, who you know he's, he's rarely injured. To be fair to him, but it's the, it's the quality and, and the drop-off from you know people see, think that you know if we lose Henderson Thiago's you know Henderson's injury record isn't isn't the best either. You know when the when the games are building up and they go away in international duty and then they come back injured, what position does that, does that leave us in? But I think a lot of people tend to forget that other teams get injuries as well, mm-hmm. and the same can equally happen to them. So I think there's a lot of hangover from last season going on, and people just fearing the worst and, and needing that security of. You know, Should play John Matip centre mid. That's the there you go. Not Phillips. He never gets injured. All right. Well, listen. Let's let's look at some of these fixtures then for the other sides because it's kind of all hand in hand at the moment, isn't it? I mean, let's start with Chelsea's fixtures. They've got Zenit St Petersburg uh, at home. Spurs away is a, a tough game, um, maybe. Um, Villa. They've obviously Villa had a good weekend. That's in the cup. That's in the cup. Yeah, they've just played them, haven't they? In the in the league, they've then got City, Juve, and Southampton. That's a that's a reasonably tough. I mean, Spurs and City, and Juve because it's away from home. That's a tough run there for Chelsea, isn't it? I mean, they'll be looking at it, and I'm looking at Liverpool six fixtures and six fixtures and thinking. You know, I think we can get maximum points pretty much from from that. I mean, the city ones, the the the, the coin flip, as it were. But Chelsea will be looking at going. We need to kind of keep pace here, and they've got a brilliant squad. I think they do probably rotate a little bit for the Champions League tie against Zenit, um, which leaves them in a good position for Spurs at the weekend. Thing. Yeah, the fact that Spurs looked absolutely diabolical with the helps them as well. Spurs were absolutely dreadful. Uh, I mean, the red card did. I, I Chelsea at home, sorry, earlier away. Uh, tonight, tonight, or yeah. yeah. I don't know whether they're Tuesday or Wednesday, to be honest, but they're at home. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, do you look ominous, Chelsea? Chelsea looks good. That's scared. a good word. That's the, that's the word that Gary Neville used last night. Did he? He said ominous. Uh, did he? Oh, yeah. well, I, mean, oh, I don't like to say the same as Gary Neville. Didn't see that. Um, scary. Chelsea, Chelsea looked strong and, and really good. And like I say, the depth is there. Ominous was better. Hey, but I don't want to be Gary Neville. No, no. Or accuse the copying guy, Neville. Okay, I'll, I'll stick with ominous. The issue is, the, the, again... So you do you. I'll be me, obviously. Um, did you watch Monday Night Football? I watched some of it, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, Lukaku's the key for them. They haven't got. A, they haven't got a, that as well. They haven't got a striker. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> like the, the issue that they had last year was they couldn't score goal. They didn't score again. I say issue. They fucking won the Champions League. Like, it <laughs> wasn't an issue. But you get like he's the key for them. Like they don't trust Werner front anymore, do they? And they're not. They sold Tammy Abraham and stuff. So that's the key for them. Like, how do you get him enough game time without flogging it? You know, flogging him into the ground, but. Their squad is really strong. Again, there's areas where it's not amazing. Like they haven't, they're not. Depends. Yeah, well, they're not. They haven't got amazing backup fullbacks. Really, I don't even but, think they're 
fullbacks are that good. I mean, I like Chilwell more than Alonso, and Alonso is the one yeah. getting games. I always just think Alonso is a liability, and he's, but he scores yeah. incredible <laughs> goals all the time. To prove you wrong, the manager likes him, don't he? And then, like, I'll be I, even the centre half. Not, I don't know. Like, I, I actually Rudiger's think, improved. I think Rudiger's really good. Christian playing there, Christiansen. So the, 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 our, our options are there aren't but, but, as different to theirs. Midfield, they've got tons of options. I get that. I but mean, again, Sal didn't look great at the Got hooked half time. Yeah, he, he did. So it Ka- was like one of the worst debuts. He was, he was crap. Um, but then, you know, Kante's the comeback and he's amazing. And got Kovac, I like Kovacic. Kovacic, Jovic. There's enough in there for them to do well. Now, again, and they've got, they've got good options wide. Ziyech doesn't like it. really get mentioned. And Pulisic and Werner and... Hudson Odoi played in the other day, and people kind of forget about him. So yeah, Chelsea Chelsea look really strong, and they've got a squad that can rotate. And under Mourinho, Chelsea used to go strong in the Carlin Cup or the League Cup, as it was as well. He used to pick quite a lot. He used to really fancy winning that. Um, he saw the benefit when all the other managers didn't, didn't. of winning a trophy, and yeah, I, like even Kenny, like the drop off when we won that League Cup and was it twenty twelve or whatever it was, it was big. But Mourinho's side seems to get something from those victories, don't they? So I wonder how Tuchel up and goes for that. Like I said. You're not at Chelsea for a long time. You're there for a good time, aren't you? Going with what you can now because he's going to sack you as soon as the, the day it goes wrong. You're gone. Going, so you might be going haul the medals in while you can. Um, I think Chelsea, um, they are much improved. They've got a way better manager than they started last season with. Like it's chalk and cheese. Lampard was just dreadful, and Thomas Tuchel has really come on as a good, as a good coach. And they went and signed the guy who guarantees his 25 goals. So of course they're going to be great. And like I say. I think at the moment they look better than anyone. Mm. I know like Man United are top on goal difference, and we've been good. Chelsea, I think, have been probably the, 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 they've had the, they looked the strongest. I mean, we're the only team to score against them, just like they're the only team to score against us. City have only conceded one goal, I think, as well. Aston Villa the, should have scored three or four goals against Chelsea. Though, yeah, men. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. to be fair, the goalie kept them in, but like, right, they signed a the goalie. Yeah. Like, that's what they needed to do. For, well, when they signed the last one yeah. and realised they had no hands, this is what they should have done. They had, at some point, they had to go and do it again. The luxury they've got is they can go and break the world record for a goalie. And then just gym him on the bench because that's the, the, the world they live in. Um, yeah, I, I think Chelsea will be confident. I think like there's no. I wouldn't be shocked if they won all those games. It wouldn't be an, a, a massive surprise if they did. I, I think the um, you know you talk about winning the league up under Mourinho and the mentality that I suppose it brought to, to those sides and, and winning something and that brings team unity. Chelsea have just done it with the, with the Champions League. I think that's massive, massive for them. And particularly, like you said, the first half of the season. What wasn't great because you know Frank was was out of his depth, wasn't he? Really, for two shots to come in, bring something. I think we, what we all first saw when he came in was the defence of going. They weren't scoring loads of goals, but they did win one nil here and there, as he did in the, in, in the Champions League final. For those players to come in and go, actually, well, we're all in it together. We're all, you know, we've just won the Champions League. What that does for their their mentality and what they think they're capable of, as well as adding adding new players. They've also got healthy competition for places like you never even mentioned Mason Mount or Havertz when you were, when yeah. you, were you were listening off a load of players. I think their their, their squad depth and their quality is, is why some Liverpool fans are, are fearful that we haven't done enough when you, you know you compare the two sides side to side and the quality that they've kind of got and what they're bringing on. So yeah, I do fear Chelsea. I think they've got a great side, but the pressure's on them. Yeah, ominous. Uh, Manchester City's um, fixtures then. Uh, it's tough, to be fair. I mean, they, they got lucky again with the League Cup draw, but I think they needed to get lucky with the League Cup draw this time around because they've got RB Leipzig at home, Southampton at home, then it's Wickham, then Chelsea away, PSG away, Liverpool Football Club away. I mean, you've got the squad to deal with it, but that is a hard run of fixtures. But it also falls quite nicely for us because I'd rather be at the end of that run. 
done a, you know, after Wickham, whether we just rest a lot of players, they've got the squad depth to, to manage with that, but, you know, they've got to want to beat Chelsea because obviously they've gone for the title. PSG is a massive game. I said, you know, it's a clash of the oil money, really, isn't it? Of, you know, the, it's a, it's a huge, huge game. So it depends what. what My dad's what, got more money than your dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's um, what, I don't think Sky will build it like that, but they should. Tom BT for a start. But I think that'd be really interesting and see how they manage that and what, what state they're in for Liverpool. We're talking before about how Liverpool are in the best position for that Man City game. But it's the same for them when they got two of the hardest fixtures in the, in the whole season just before they play Liverpool. It's, it's good for it's us. The th- it's the three away games there, isn't it? Stay? I mean, that's tough. Yeah, listen, that, that's as tough as you'll ever get. Yeah. Chelsea away, PSG away, Liverpool away. That. Maybe the three... Well, could that be... Th- the four, including City, best sides of Europe at the moment. Possibly, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're so they're playing yeah, three yeah. of the top. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, of all the games they're going to play this season, again, we don't know how, how they're going to go in Europe if they get through and stuff. But in, in terms of right now, in terms of the groups and stuff, that's probably how hard it's going to get. Um, it's only really United the way that you'll throw into that mix as well. It's been a really tough one for them. Um, yeah, that's hard. Like the, the good thing is, like the, the, those three home games, still just win five nil. Probably because that's what they do. At Leipzig, home. even. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Why not? Man City at home. I just banked them for a five nil, and I'm pleasantly surprised if it's anything worse. Um, but then to go to Chelsea, go to Paris, come to Liverpool in the space of that short amount of time, I mean, that'll test any squad. City have got the depth in most. Again, in most areas, yeah, they probably haven't got it up front, but they've got it in most places. It's the mentality for Man City which thinks of the question because they lose to Chelsea and they lose to PSG. What what state are they in? Come, come to Liverpool. Oh, imagine if come, they went through like a but, six games but, crisis but, like us. But coming to Liverpool, they won like they beat us last year, didn't they? But it like Anfield at a full house. We gave everyone the, a win last year. Yeah, the Reds go at Anfield when it's when yeah. it's full. And like I, I'm up for a bit of that as well. But if they come in and they've not got the results they wanted from Chelsea and and, um, and PSG, sorry. What state are they coming to Anfield in? Their, and can we capitalise on that? Their record at Anfield with fans isn't great. Like they, they, they do, and they haven't. They, not only is the record great, they haven't played that well. Mm. They had the game where we drew one all in the while. Where they, Mara's they, missed the pen, didn't they? They're nil nil as well. Where they yeah. were all right, but it, it wasn't. That was very early in the season, wasn't it? And like, I think both sides just were happy. Just to play devil's advocate here, I think every time they've played us over the last two seasons, they've done much better than the two seasons previous. They've killed they've us. Made, and they've made it yeah. very, very hard for us. And I, I think Guardiola knows how he wants to set up against Klopp, and I don't think yet that Klopp has changed how he plays against Guardiola yeah, they, like Guardiola did. And they made a show of us last year. And they made a show of us in that game after we won the league as well. Obviously, there was extenuating circumstances to all three of those games, but yeah, we, we were they played us off the park. At our ground as well, it was the, the score flattered us <laughs> and they battered us. Um, they've just been pushing us to the wings, yeah, and not letting any midfielders get the ball. And they've been just attacking us in a slightly different way. And I just think that Guardiola knows now, and I'm just waiting for Klopp to change how he plays. And I, but and again, the emotion of Manfield is a factor because they've been they've always had a probably a better team or well, at least a better squad than us, and it's always played into us, so like I say. We want them to be coming into Anfield tired, under pressure on the back of a few defeats, a few heads down. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a couple of yellow cards, injuries, whatever in there as well. I'm not wishing on injuries on people, but in the same kind, a kind of am as well. Um, and it, in the nicest possible. In way, the nicest yeah. possible way, not, not like a serious one, just like a little, you know, sort of or something. <laughs> rules you out for a week. Sort. I don't know. Uh, rule Diaz out for a week or something yeah. like that. But you know what I mean? Like, who knows where you're going to be in those? That's the thing when you plan so far ahead. 
think when Liverpool before the centre back crisis, and then six games later, and we had no defenders. Like you couldn't, you couldn't imagine that happening to no. anyone. Yeah. It, it, and that's the thing when you try and plan too far. Ed, the good thing with City is like they have got the depth of centre half to an extent, but they're only an injury or two away from Nathan Ake. And my mate who are City fans think he's dreadful. And you're literally one or two away from it. You never I think know. Most football it. fans agree with him. Yeah, <laughs> Nathan Ake's mad, isn't he? The biggest fan. But you, 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 that's the, you, you're not that far away, and that's the thing. If things that with that run, that's intense. That's an intense few games. There's no put your foot on the ball and be beat like Cheltenham five nil at home. Once no. that Wickham game's gone, it's 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 full pelt. And as Ross says, and I think quite rightly, if Chelsea get a result. What does that do to them heading into PSG, heading into Liverpool as well? So yeah. let's move on then. To and even, sorry, even even the rest of the season because they've already got what? What did they lose the first game of the season? Spurs. They lost to Spurs, lose to Chelsea, and then a gap starts then, doesn't it? Yeah, Which I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure because they, they, they go on a twenty game unbeaten run. That's the thing. Yeah. They're the team that yeah. can do that. Yeah. Chelsea haven't proved to me they can do that yet. Yeah, City have every season. <laughs> Liverpool are on fourteen, by the way. I know. Well, and and like what is it? One eleven drawn three. I mean, our defence is back as well. That that have eight goals, unbelievable. Um, do you I, think he meant that? I, I haven't spoken to anyone. I, yeah. I, I do, and and the reason why is, and 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 I'm 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 sorry for repeating myself from a final word. Mm-hmm. I used to play the near post in eleven aside. And you head the ball like that near post if you're trying to flick it on, and he doesn't. He heads it like yeah, that. I that's see. that's the only because because <laughs> you do. You, you you as soon as you turn your head, you're hitting it towards goal. Yeah, you, you're flicking it on. You're hitting your head straight foot straight the ball straight over. Yeah, so even even whether he did or not, we've we've conceded one goal this season from and it was from a set piece and it was brilliant. And it was a really good. And Robbo was slightly out of position compared to where he normally. And our goalie's had to make a couple of good saves. He has. We can't deny that. But that's what he's there for. Like you know, what I mean, that's his job. He don't know concede shots. Yeah, at some point you've got. To, he's gonna to have to make a couple of saves. Like, but that's the whole point of the highlight. Same as Chelsea. It, to be it fair, means yeah. it means we can go on and score nine goals and only concede one because we're playing a high line. We're further up the pitch, so you do concede those chances. But you've got a goalkeeper there to stop them. When we won the league, we were conceding chances. Yeah. Everyone was whinging about it at the start of the season until they realised we won about twenty odd games <laughs> without getting beat or drawing. The big fella in goal is pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty sound. Let's talk about Manchester United. Then um, they've obviously got their favourites this evening away from home, young boys. Then they've got West Ham uh, versus Manchester United. Then in the cup, uh, it's reversed. It's United at home versus West Ham. Then they've got v- uh, Villa at home. Villarreal at home and then Everton at home so they got kind of lucky there with the four own games four own games on the bounce but the, you know a League Cup games in there of course which is which was done on a draw of all the teams I think they're the most confident of walking away with absolute maximum points from every game yeah I think so Antonio being off for West Ham that silly red card is massive that's massive because he, he, he's their goals he's there yeah he's the straight yeah so that, that's good for United I, you wouldn't be shocked if United won all. again I know Villarreal won the the, the Europa League final. Man United are better than they were then, and that was even a close game. Um, Everton just will get beat at Old Trafford. They just bend over and get tickled. Um, deal put- but then they're, they're playing a different style of footy. Like, like, I know they are, yeah, and, and Rafa's done really well. But it's just in my head is that United just, we're going to beat Everton at home, and they should beat Young Boys. And then West Ham in the cup. You think if, if Moyes, see what Moyes should do is win that cup. He should put his best team out and win that cup. Why not? But he probably won't. Managers don't, don't want to do that. I don't think he likes silverware. It's enough for you. You don't need trophies to be a winner. He's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that awesome. um, he's the winner, the real man's winner. But no, that's what he should do, whether he does or not. But yeah, I would expect my United to come away from that with, with six wins, if I'm honest. 
Yeah, and that's it, Ross. Any anything there where you're thinking? I mean, Villarreal did, to be fair, beat them in the Europa League final, didn't they last that's season? That's their little revenge tour, there, isn't it? And yeah. Moreno's get out meme. We'll be always doing the rounds for that one. I, I, to be honest, I said this on the round league yesterday. I think the Ronaldo thing. It's, there's a massive debate whether he's, you know, he's the player that he was and whatever else. But I think he brings something to Manchester United, which is goals. Well, no, a goals, but it's the mentality and what what I think Manchester United lacked in the. Bollocks. The motivation of being first in training, last out. You know, he's the ultimate professional, and I think he's a, he's a he's a winner, and I think he's a leader, which I don't think they've got in the manager. Now we might have done very well with the amount of money that they spent, and, and Man United have improved year on year. But I think he brings that extra bit with the Man United have been lacking, and certainly you know in Europe because they went out in the group stage of the Champions League last season, didn't they? So they're probably going to write that wrong. Um, they've got a decent draw in, in, in the cup, so why uh, the pressure now to to win trophies because they bought Rafa Varane, Sancho. And Ronaldo, um, you know, and they've got—I think they've got decent depth in places as well. Yeah, and I, I know everyone thinks it's funny to have a go at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. My point is, he's improved them every year, and good managers do that. Bad managers don't do that, and bad managers make the wrong signings. And I don't think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made the wrong signings. I think you can point to, yeah, they need probably a midfielder or something, and you know, maybe Ronaldo changes what Pogba's doing in game and all that type of stuff. But I, 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 I. I I think it's really, to be honest, there's a bit of a lack of respect for what Ollie's done there. I know he hasn't won trophies or anything, but he's done a good job. I suppose it's they big... were miles away. Mm. They were fucking miles away. I think it's big games where he's let himself down. Yeah, I, think that, I think that's what it is. Like he's you not... look at those draws that they had last season: City, Chelsea, Liverpool. They had I saw draws. this on Monday Night Football. Eleven draws. Ten draws, I think it yeah, some, ten draws, yeah. I think it was, but six nil nils or yeah, something, that's... and most of them were in in big games. That's why they bought Ronaldo. My thing is, I don't think Ronaldo improves their team. I think Ronaldo looks great in these six games, but when he comes up against Virgil Van Dijk, when he comes up against Rudiger, when he comes up against Ruben Diaz, has he still got it? And I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm I'm wondering whether he yeah, has d- still d- got it. Then d- the difference is like he's the one who nick you that the goal he scored, the first goal he scored that. That's where he's going to be. He's a, he's, the, he's now a penalty box centre forward. He's he's a little bit only going to Solskjaer just in like when he was just obviously on steroids because he's absolutely massive. But that's the thing Ronaldo will do is that he, he doesn't have to do anything for eighty nine minutes. Like the ad, the ad play, and to be fair, Cavani done it last year. Like scored quite a, a few goals. Fruits. Yeah, yeah. And so they're not miles away. I think if Varane's good, that's the big issue because the centre halves were a problem. They need a right winger to an extent in Sancho, and, he, and I think he's brilliant. So I'm sure he'll he'll do. Their well. fullbacks are good. I mean, I, I, Luke Shaw's absolutely brilliant. I'd rather have Trent over the right back, of course, but he's a bloody good. Yeah, right back. They, they, they are strong. And I say what what you, what Ronaldo lets you do, he just lets you not worry about those home games. United drew too many games in Old Trafford again. It's different when I I I, I do caveat the no fans thing is massive. Like the freak results of last season were freak results. They really were, but like Newcastle. Last year, I know Newcastle crap, but like at one all, Newcastle could have scored a few goals yeah, in that game. They could have, but at, at one all, for example, you never thought Newcastle were going to get something. Last year, you thought, "Ooh, Newcastle will get something." When just being just Cristiano being on the pitch, you think at some point the ball is going to fall to him again, and he's probably going to score off it. He's probably going to put it to his yeah. legs. His goal, <laughs> his goal record at Juve was incredible. I think he got 100, 100 like five goals, one hundred and thirty odd games at Juventus. Isn't a reason why he he's he just turned, he's turned himself into a centre forward, and yeah. he's probably one of the best in the world, even at his age. Yeah, um, a good point here from Abdullah Mohammed. I think going probably against one of my points, but it's a good point. Uh, imagine Klopp or Guardiola managing the likes of Ronaldo, Bruno, Sancho, Rashford, Varane, etc. They'd be clear favourites. 
can't disagree with that at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Didn't say he was the best manager in the world or one of the best managers in the world, just said he was a good manager uh, rather than a bad one, which I think a lot of people say. Um, but no, I, I completely agree with you, to be fair, mate. Um, okay, then, uh, we've looked at Liverpool's fixtures a little bit earlier on. Um, we, we've got to talk about Harvey Elliott a little bit, lads, Ross. Um, six months is what I'm hearing at the moment, rumours and stuff like that. It's a massive blow for him, but he seems like he's confident on his Instagram and, and stuff that, you know, he's going to come back a better player. Yeah, um, I can't believe his, his mentality. You know, he gave some kids some boots some boots in his shirt and he was sat there on, on oxygen. He was he was watching the rest of the game, so he was clearly in a good place. It's just it's just whether, because I've had, I've had different variations of like, I've had six to eight weeks, I've had three months, it could be, you know, could be January, but it depends whether he's done ligament damage as, as well as dislocated his ankle. So we only know that once he's had, once he's had the scans in and it's come back. But I think, you know, with the mentality, but he's got the support network that he's got at Liverpool, I think is, is phenomenal. But I think it's just really interesting the fact that, and I said this on, on Sunday, but after it happened, the fact that everyone's gutted that he's gone, not just because of, you know, how it happened and the, the, the type of injury, the fact that in the space of four weeks, he's had such a huge impact. Because with all respect to him, if he told me at the beginning of the season Harvey Elliott was going to be out for three months, I would have gone, and you know, in the nicest possible way, you know, he's put the, you, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing is if you flip it and, and make it not about an injury, and you go, he's going out for a season long loan, you'd go, okay, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but whereas, whereas <laughs> now on Sunday happened, we're all gutted because the impact that he's had, the fact that Jurgen Klopp backs him, he's starting ahead of you know Thiago and Jordan Henson and Naby Keita in games. That shouldn't not really be the case for an eighteen year old, but it is because he's special and he's, he's capable of doing it. So um, I'm actually gutted for him. So yeah, but I think we've got the players to to manage. Hopefully, Steve, what did you think of the in, in like the tackle itself? It's reckless. I, had, I don't think he's gone to do him. Like for that, there was talk again, Monday Night Football, Tarkowski goes to do Richarlison. He, he gets the ball, but he, every part of him is thinking, I'm just going to whack you in the sky. And he did. I got away with it, fair enough. Um, with the tackle, it's, it's just it's dangerous. He, like I say, there's... Dangerous, not malicious. Yeah, like you don't have to hit, you don't have to be trying to do someone to be reckless. Like, you know, he, it was just dangerous. Like he had no, once you're flying through the sky, you've got no control of where you're going to land, where your trailing leg goes. It's dangerous. And like, it could have been worse. Could have snapped his leg. I mean, it's mad that you're saying, thank God it was only a dislocation, and that's mental to say, but it could have been so, so much worse. It could have been like a career ender, snapping on your leg, goes through your shin. Digital see say, Blackburn away, man, when, when his leg was hanging off, God forbid, like horrendous. Like the thing with Elliot, like we, we won't know, is again, he's, he's having surgery, I think, has he had it, or he's due it today or something? And then, like Ross said, dislocated ankle, it might be weeks if there was no other damage. If there's fractures, it's a bit more, and if there's ligament damage, it's, it's, it's more again. So who knows where we're going to get him? The other thing is as well, I think, you know, from, from by all accounts, Liverpool's medical team on the day... Put it back in. Put it back in then and there before they get to the hospital, which could have saved months. Yeah. Because the longer it's out, and the, the more swelling. And the Leeds medical team helping as well. Of, and what? The Leeds medical team are helping out as well. Did they? Yeah, I didn't yeah, need yeah. that, but yeah, fair play. Like. Uh, the thing, with, like you say, it, it, what it does, it, it provides someone else an opportunity. I know it's awful to say that, but it is next player up. Curtis is if you're Curtis Jones, if I'm Curtis Jones, I'm thinking... That should be me. Like I would, I, he's took he's took my spec in this in this team. Not only has he got me, he's, he's pushed me down. He started every game. Like he started in big games. He started Chelsea, and he started Leeds. They have massive games. I should be playing in. Go and prove it. Like at some point, Curtis is going to play over these next games. My guess is he gets some minutes at Palace, maybe, and he definitely plays at, at Norwich away. Make it your place because what you're going to show him with Harvey Elliott is. You're, you're just, it's that like meritocracy we yeah, yeah about, like, like Naby Keita should, that should be your spot but Harvey Ellis just took it off you so now someone now you two fight for it because I need someone someone's going to have to play there 
he's not he's not he's not been afraid to bench Jordan Henderson. He's not been afraid to bench Thiago. I don't think he'll ever bench Fabinho. I think he's like that that he's nailed on. But th- th- those other specs are there for somebody. So go and, go and play well and, and earn it because there's there's not there's no guarantees because your names or you, even if you're the club captain that you're gonna play. Like there's very few players I think who are nailed on to play in this team. I think Fabinho is the only midfielder who's nailed on to play all the time. Mm. He, Bobby's his favourite and he benched it. He's happy to get rid of him. You know, Jota was in, wasn't he, for a while. So, yeah, I, I get, especially Curtis Jones, this is his chance. And it's awful to say that on the back of an injury, but that's just footy. Like, that's why Trent Alexander-Arnold slipped us right back now. Because now, now, the final client got injured. Yeah. No, it's a reason Marcus Rashford took the world by storm when he debuted, because United had injuries. Harry Kane got in for an injury. It happens. Go and, go and take your chance. Like, if Curtis Jones plays as well as Harvey Elliott did for five games, then it's his place. And when Harvey comes back, he's now fighting for it back. That's Joe Gomez and Joe Mata are testament to that. They've had that yeah. throughout the last three years. If whoever gets injured, the other one steps up and then it's hard to get them out of this spot. Yeah. Ask Joe Gomez, he's been through it. He's been the injured person as well yeah. and he's and he's also been the incumbent. Um, got a couple of super chats from earlier on, which I missed. Tom's kindly enough sent me them. Uh, Josh, Josh has sent us five quid. Thank you. He was talking about other strikers like Balotelli. We've well moved <laughs> on from that. Why are we even still discussing Mbappe? He can't fit into our wage structure. It's a good point. He doesn't fit into our wage structure. We'd all like him to fit into our no, wage not structure. Not currently. But if Mo Salah gets his five hundred grand, then we're having a different well, conversation. Well, there you go. And, and to be fair, Salah deserves whatever he wants. And I, I, that's the one thing that's sort of coming off the back of this uh, Trig Josh super chat. It, it, it baffles me a little touch because you know I know Liverpool have got a set wage structure, uh, but like Mo Salah, man, he could do it for another five years. Because we're seeing players do it for another five years I, now at 30 years old. Of all the things to criticise FSG for and transfers, and I get a lot of people do and I get it, and all of, some of those, they pay big wages. They've, we're one, we've the, we're one of the biggest spenders in the world in terms of wage bills. Like don't, we, spend, we spend very, very big wages. Um, it's us in City, isn't it? And I think it was us last season we had more yeah, wages. Yeah, we're one of the biggest spenders in Europe. We, we do reward players. We, we give most out of a contract after a year, a new one, and bumped his wage right up because they realised how big he was. And how good he was, and they've done it with everyone. I think he's. On, I think his last contract was something like fifty-two million over five years. I mean, it's not. It's not a small change, by the way. Yeah. Trent, Trent Arnold was a three. Was it three years left? Also, meant and he was winning. He's done like sixty grand, and he boosted boosted him up to one of the highest ends. Liverpool will pay wages. I've got no doubt. If Liverpool think a player's worth the money, they'll pay him. It's just that they did sort of say this is the structure of it, and you've got to. If you've got a finite sum of money, you need to be able to go, well, we can't spend more than this. Yeah. The flip side is like... And we know we do it, sorry, on incentives as well. The flip side is, it's it's a lesser to people. So if you sell Mo Salah, you've got, hey, you've got to buy someone to replace Mo Salah. Who's as good as Mo Salah? That's hard. Whoever he costs is going to cost you X amount of transfer fee. Kylian Mbappe, for example. I know he's on a free. He won't be free. There's, I mean, there'll be hundreds of millions of agents fees and sign-on bonuses. And then you're probably going to have to give him the money that you're going to give Mo Salah anyway. So you're worse off. At some point... FSG will have to look at it and go, unless we're significantly going to downgrade that position, we have to pay. I, I look at it, it's a, sim- it's a simple sum for me. Right, you're looking at, let's say he's on currently, what, 10 million a year. Let's say you double his wages, you put him on 20 million, you completely blow everything out uh, wage structure-wise and you pay him over five years, 20 million, you've paid him 100 million. Well, you need 100 million to just buy a player without wages, and then <laughs> and then you got to pay him as well, and then you got to pay him as well, <laughs> just to rep- just to stay the same. 
You know uh, what I mean? I've got but, no. I think Liverpool. If Liverpool could get Kylian Mbappe on a free transfer and had to pay him that money, I'm convinced he would. I think they would pay that wage. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to Spain. We all know that. But I think they would pay the wage. I think they're happy to pay the wage. I think the problem comes when it's the transfer fee and the huge wage. That I think that's where things get tight for us. We would never do that. I don't. You think can't do. I don't think Liverpool could do yeah. both. I think. Yeah. But also, I think there's a knock-on effect of potential transfer fees uh, plays after that, and then going. Well, your top earner is such and such. He's on whatever. I want four hundred grand a week or people or people that are in the club. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to prepare for that. So you know, if you need to give us five years service before you get into yeah, brackets. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> but, 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 but again, if, if Mo Salah gets that, and in a year's time, Virgil Van Dijk's you know back to back back to his best as, as we looks like already. Fabinho's there, and then going. Well, actually. You know, you're going to have to put, put yeah. me up. Well, well, tell you what I would say. One problem with a fucking time. Yeah. The biggest problem yeah, 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 yeah. right now is Salah. Yeah, yeah. And the flip side is, I don't know if it's been by intention or just by the fact that it's been a difficult deal. Leaving Mo Salah to last was really clever. Because yeah. you, you, can make, you can make him the highest paid player. And oh, then... The, sign, sorry, lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sorry. the next The next person who comes in, fair play. But like that, that is what it is. You can't be a super club and not pay transfer fees and not pay wages. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, just right. not going to happen. You're gonna have to, you, you should have to do two. We're probably going to do one and a half. Uh, there's no way they can just say, right, we're, our limit is 250 grand a week. Well, you're not going to have the best players. The best players are going to be down the road in Manchester or in London or in Paris or in Madrid. That's just how it is. Yeah. Mo Salah will get that money. If Mo Salah left Liverpool tomorrow, he'd be on 500 grand a week in 10, like 10 teams would probably pay him now. So Liverpool, got it. that's what he's worth. Whatever it is, he, he's going to have to get it. Absolutely. Uh, we had one from Gareth Baird for 10 quid, mate. Thank you so much. Hey, lad, sorry this isn't on topic, but I need help on how to get tickets to Anfield this season. Look and take my dad for his 50th. How do I get them if anyone knows? Um, depending on when your dad's 50th is, it's going to be a bit of a struggle for you because you need to have a membership and you need to get on people's friends and families because the likelihood is you're not going to get one from a sale at this point. Um, and you, So you need to try and find some Somebody and get on somebody's friends and family who can get access to a ticket. Um, other than that, I, I'd, I'd hazard a guess, and I don't know this because we don't buy tickets this way. There's probably corporates available for some of these games, but you need to get in as early as you possibly can, mate. And hopefully that helps. Yeah, um, yeah, and save up. <laughs> Ross is absolutely right. Start saving now. Start saving yesterday. Don't but give us it, any more super chats, mate. You need to save up your money. Depends how much you love your dad. Yeah, if you love him, you're taking to corporate. Uh, Josh has another one we should have got Suarez back just for the Norwich games he fucking loves Norwich I can get behind that um, and also we wouldn't be playing for Atletico um, when we play them um, but yeah also yeah, that time's done Connor S the squad depths depths I'm going to go with depths not depths the squad depths fear comes from worrying we'll lose all three at the same time can't legislate for that you're absolutely spot on Josh again yeah we dropped two points against Chelsea but they dropped two points against us may turn out well yeah good point well presented sketch is coming it's obviously not a positive what happened to Elliot and I hope he has a quick recovery but at least Thiago's going to start more games now right I thought Thiago Ross was going to start more anyway I think this was all just he, he, uh, throughout the Euros he was they were nursing an injury couldn't sprint and I just think they were just taking the time using the squad isn't it I thought that's what it's there for but are you talking about opportunities before great he got Klopp obviously had the confidence and now he had the confidence in himself that he could produce in, a, in those big games I think it was all a bit of a surprise to us but again you know with an injury if you've got someone that's capable of taking that slot there's no pressure on you to start Thiago so he's just managing the squad and that's, that's what it's there for it's probably the same with Navigator or Keita and Ox last season we're led to believe that they were fit for most of the back end of last season which has gone don't, I don't need you, we're fine without you. We'll, we'll start to use him when we can. I don't think Klopp's got an opportunity. I don't think Thiago's got an opportunity. I think Thiago's going to play anyway. Like, Thiago's in our best team. He's brilliant. Like, he's dead good. I thought he's always going to play. 
it's again it was a fitness thing at the, at the start of the season. I don't think I don't think Klopp's got any doubts about Thiago in this Liverpool team. I think the doubts came when Henderson was taken away from him and Fabinho was taken away from him. And then it was played him, in all three positions. Yeah, and then it was him and Genie were, were just getting flogged. And you know, Richarlison nearly snapped his leg off. It didn't help either. Like Thiago. Did he have COVID last year as well? He got COVID. Yeah, he, he got COVID, and then and then like say um, Richarlison done him. Like he he did do him. That was a bad one. Um, and it was mad. Actually, played the game didn't he? and then walked off, and then turned out he smashed his knee to bits. Um, yeah, he's, he'll play a lot of games. He, he's if you pick Tiago tomorrow. You're playing a cup final, pick your best 11, like Thiago. Is, yeah, is, it's Fabinho, it's Henderson, Thiago. That's the midfield three, it's got More to be. Likely, yeah. um, and you'd guess you could pick the front three and the back five as well right now because Matip ain't moving anywhere for anybody. Um, so, yeah, they, it, 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 he's going his that way with the ball. All the time, shouting Nino, Nino, Nino. Um, oh, wee! Which was somebody's comments on the build up show yesterday. That's how they imagine him running forward, which I kind of like as well. Just big shout out to Dan LaRoche, who says, Give me a birthday shout out, Payjack. Here's your birthday shout out, Dan. Um, you're very welcome. And Gareth Baird, after the super chat, he's also a member of the channel. Um, he was 50 last year, but fans weren't allowed. Okay, well you've got you've got as much time as you want then. Um, and Not 60th, aim for his 60th, mate. And you might be able to get into corporate <laughs> at Liverpool. Um, and in the in the big new stand for for new stand LFC or big stand LFC, whatever the other call them is now. I have no idea. To be perfectly honest with you. Um, but that is the uh, that is the podcast for today. Thank you very much for joining us. Before you go though, do check out. We've only got 40 copies of our. Jordan Henderson DVD left. There are no plans to get another uh, another run of these DVDs. So if you'd like a lovely Jordan Henderson docu series on DVD, it's the one we've been banging on about for months. Kind of like absolute who's his dad? That's a nice fiftieth present, isn't it? Yeah. DVD, yeah. That's a great point. Buy all 40. <laughs> <laughs> you die, yeah, buy a DVD for every, for every year. We'll find 10 for you somewhere. One for every year. Do it. Do it. Do it now, Gareth. What are you still doing here? You may have already bought one. Buy another 39. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Ross, for this one. Really enjoyed the podcast this morning. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for Team News Wednesday night, and I'll be back later this afternoon uh, for the Start 11 prediction. So see you all there. Ta-ra.